0: This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to the last episode of Season 1 of Game Changers. This is also the last episode of our welfare specials. I'm joined by Jack and Ewan to talk all things working class at university. Okay, so we'll just get into it and if Jack, you'd like to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Jack Simmons. I'm the working class student rep at Cuffs. I'm a third year criminologist.
0: And then we're also joined by Ewan, who's the head of welfare. So you just want to give yourself a little intro.
2: Yeah, um, my name's Ewan Swift. Um, I'm the senior welfare officer at Cuffs. Sadly, we don't have an assistant working class student rep, but we'll hopefully get one soon. And I'm also an MA philosopher.
0: Lovely. And I was just curious from my opinion like from my perspective why would you put yourself forward to be working class rep do you think there's still a necessity for it do you see? Did you, did you feel uncomfortable coming to university or like what was your reasoning behind going into welfare?
1: No, absolutely. So I've been a part of welfare since Freshers' Week in my first year, mm. so I'm a, I'm a veteran now of mm. the welfare gang. Old boys club. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but the working class students position was only created on the latter half of last year, so I'm the first one, woo, mm-hmm. love that. Um, but yeah so like the the story I always tell everyone is literally a week into uni I didn't realise just how privileged some people were yeah yet. it didn't really set in yet and I went to a seminar and we was doing it about different stereotypes that we attribute to people and the first one that the seminar leader came up with was what do you think of when you think of a chav so already I was a bit like ooh this is a Interesting topic of conversation yeah. And this girl's hand shot up Straight away And went I think that chavs wear lacoste And tracksuit bottoms really? Which to be fair Lacoste is quite expensive mm. I'm quite <laughs> proud of the two lacoste shops I take very good care of them
0: Anything designer I know is TK Maxx I'm like it's too proud I love it <laughs> Anything over a fiver No thank you, not happening
1: <laughs> But the, the seminar went into like a Like a massive like, everyone was laughing and joking and saying, oh, yeah, that's exactly right, ha, 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 ha. And I was literally sat across from her wearing a Lacoste top yeah. and subtracting <laughs> patterns. And that's the thing, like, I
0: think I've experienced that. Like, you have people making a lot of jokes about working class or, like, about people's social backgrounds or what people wear. And I kind of find myself falling into the trap of laughing along but, even, but you do that in almost a protection way of Absolutely. if I don't laugh along, they're going to call me out for being from a certain background. Is that something, obviously you've seen the working class rep come to light this year mm-hmm. and it's been under your management. Is that something that you were interested in, in terms of trying to get rid of those stigmas, those stereotypes, or what was it that led you to think like, no, we need this in cuts or wider universities?
2: So um, the the role was kind of created because last year um, someone came forward with a motion to have like a discount on both like tickets because yeah. they are quite expensive and mm-hmm. they do exclude like a lot of people who can't afford. Mm-hmm. And I sort of brought up the point because um, something that I something that I really try and get across is that not everybody who identifies as working class is like on the highest loan yeah. uh, and that's something that i would really identified because yeah. I think it's a lot more the social sort of barriers and um, mm-hmm. for example like going to formals and things like that like which can be quite alien in people's perceptions of um, working-class students and um, so our president last year um, sort of like spoke to the president of the working class students association and spoke to me we sort of put forward a motion to get it created just so we had someone who could Represent these students, um, have a voice within our campaigns, which makes sure that, like, these voices are being listened to and heard.
0: Because yeah. it's not even like I knew myself. Um, whenever I got the package to come as a fresher, I saw that one of them was a working class morning, and for like a coffee or tea and even though I was like, oh, I probably should go, part of me was scared because I was like, oh, but what if I go and then people in my corridor are like, well, she's now going to the working class Mm. one. And it is that thing of, although there's been a lot of effort to get more socio-deprived, economics-deprived children into education, you still get those social barriers. And I was just wondering, whenever you were at uni, obviously your third year now, The social pressures in terms of actual going out for meals or going out to the formals it's not even the knowledge of how to pay from there it's the actually funding that. how did you how did you overcome that or how do you experience that
1: hmm. i was I was quite fortunate in my first year that i was I've worked since leaving school mm-hmm. and I'd worked over the summer and built up a little bit of money just to like help me mm-hmm. get by in first year which was a massive help because yeah. on reflection like some of the stuff that I did in first year I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do now feasibly yeah. um but I think it's just it's look I think the issue for me is there's just like little things to some people that are like huge things to others that yeah. they just don't have a self-awareness of
0: yeah and as well like even the little things can escalate into large things even like accommodation that is a big stress in Durham anyways. And then talking about the budget, it is that conversational haphazardness of, oh, we can just assume you can pay 150 a week Mm. when it's really like, well, actually, maybe your family could bump up your loan, but we're stuck with that student loan and the student loan does not cover everything. Um, And in terms of like applying, now both of you obviously uh, applied to Durham, was there any hesitation? in coming. Yeah, (laughs)
1: absolutely yeah. Really? Yeah. I for me it was it was a bit of a weird situation because Lancaster was my backup choice. (laughs) And right I'd say a couple maybe a month before I had to confirm my choices, I'd got this lovely email from Lancaster saying if you decide to come here and you get the grades that you're expected to get, we'll give you a free grand bursary just straight up front. And to me, that's probably the most money I've ever seen in, in one lump life. sum yeah. in my life. So I was very, very tempted by that, and I was glad I came to Durham in the end because I really enjoy it and like it's where I wanted to be. But knowing the difficulties I was going to face yeah. versus that financial security was a very, very hard hard choice and my parent like my dad was like very much like oh go to durham go to durham you can make it it's great my mum on the other hand was like three grand's a lot of money and Mm. it was just it was a very very difficult decision because
0: parental influence comes into it a lot um and like i know money shouldn't be an object but i think there is that like prestige around the traditional unis where you're like there is still that hierarchical Mm. system and in terms of like the application process you did you find the hesitation was more from the pressures of people back home in your family or was it in yourself you thought oh i don't belong there or oh i don't think i'd be doing myself a disadvantage if i went to a more expensive university
2: Mm -hmm. so um i mean my mum did go to university but she went like a lot later and just the local one so i was kind of like the first person in my family to go to uni Mm. and I felt a lot of pressure. I think to go to the best university I could, and I was in the similar boat to Jack. Um, at Lancaster I actually turned around and said they'd give me five thousand pounds in my first year to go there. Wow, that's so hard to Like my my grandmother was basically like, go to Durham. Like it's yeah. it's more prestigious. Like it's totally mm. to tables, and things like that. But part of me just wanted to go to Lancaster. It's not as far away. It was cheaper mm, to yeah. go there. Mm, I'd get yeah. more money. Like. It was, it was kind of like when you're 18 years old and you're, someone says, we'll give you 5k. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, especially insane. when you've never that's seen that so level of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I'm, in my head, I'm still going,
0: you mug. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my so, God. Yeah. That is crazy. But in terms of like, obviously, I don't know if you're aware, but Dharma are really now doing a push for the contextual offers. Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking from your guys' perspective what would be (coughs) your opinion on them because now they're they're more coming into my year and I know there is a lot of chat about people don't deserve their place because their grades are lowered due -hmm. to their postcode so I was just wondering out of curiosity how you feel about that Um,
1: I feel like on surface level people can draw the issue of grades and mm-hmm. etc like it, it, it did you play into it and it is an important part of the process but you've got to recognize that they are like massive structural barriers within yeah. those postcodes that actively prevent people from achieving those higher grades yeah. there's people that went to my school in sixth form that literally worked a seven day week because they was in they was in college Monday to Friday 8 till 5 and then they worked full day Saturday Sunday just to be able yeah. to afford to like live because obviously like certain like benefits come off when you mm. turn 16 and stuff so like you just your time is so spread and I feel like you know unless we address those wider structural issues which in a way this is attempting to do you can't fully appreciate like the experience the lived experiences of these people like for me leaving school i left with decent grades yeah but by comparison to people i know at durham they weren't anything special by any means yeah but and then it,
0: but you you still got here though but then exactly you yeah. come with that perspective perception of oh but i'm still below like i may have been top in my school but now i'm bottom of the pile yeah and that is yeah. so hard as well because I know that there's people back home who felt the pressure to go straight into work because they were like, well, what else is there for me? Mm. And it's recognising that privilege of, although people are saying, oh, there's so much social mobility, I, I personally haven't really witnessed it in university. Mm. Um, because do you, do you think there is that fear <coughs> of applications? So like, even though there are those contextual offers, you still don't get the applications coming through? Or what would be your opinion on that?
2: I think. When it comes to like going to university from working class background, there's often a lot of almost pressure not to for a lot of fa- um, like students yeah. from the families because yeah. I, when I turned sixteen when I finished my GCSEs, my mum basically said, "You get a job, mm-hmm. you pay for your bus to sixth form, or you don't go." Like, yeah. and all my family they left school at sixteen and got a job, and mm-hmm. that's like the done thing. Mm-hmm. So for me to go to university, there's a lot of difficulties in I don't know how to navigate the system because. No none of my family have really ever applied and yeah. um, luckily i got a lot of help from my school for that but not everybody does like mm. some people go to schools mm. where not that many students actually go to university yeah, exactly. so there aren't the same um, like sort of structures in place to help those students so i think yeah like when it comes to contextual offers it's they're so so important because you you don't know the background like mm. of that specific person and there's there's so many things going on, like like Jack says, um some students have to get a job, but I had to work sixteen hours a week on summer A levels. and yeah. um, fortunately I got the grades to get to Durham but I could easily have
1: liked. And that's something
0: as well, like, I was quite curious about because you're obviously both in welfare and you're reachable by anyone in cuts mm. or like I'm sure you take it from Wider Uni as well, like even your friendship groups. Is it something that you notice a difference in people who are from the working class backgrounds. They'll come to you with more personal issues than they would uni issues. It's it's more the stress of home life that they're almost... That's that's causing them difficulties rather than the new lived uni experience.
1: Absolutely. I feel like for, for the, a lot of the conversations I have with freshers and other... Well, freshers in particular, but other people, are mm. just centred around like being able to cope with yeah. uni in regard to being home. Like within the flight like you said we did a working class meetup in Freshers Week and a lot of the questions weren't to do with like how do you find the academic commitments, etc. It was much like how much are the balls? How do you feel going to the balls? What's a formal like? Yeah. It's just, the, the, for some people, that might be, like, very, very minor things, but, like, coming from experience, like, the first time I went it's to really a formal, weird. I was petrified, yeah. and I didn't go back to one for two years. Because it's
0: even things like, what cutlery do I use? Exactly. When do I stand? Like, even things like, assuming everyone knows the Lord's Prayer, like, it's, it's not mm. something that is inherent in everyone, it's very much, like, I think here it's probably escalated because it is quite boarding school-like, but there is that assumption of you have the expecting manners type thing and if anyone else is deviating from that that's different but it's mm. it's not at all um and there is that kind of like cultural clash i was wondering because obviously you guys have been here a long time did <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <too> long. <laughs> did you ever experience like that almost imposter syndrome or like the pressure to assimilate or did you fake it at any point and then go actually no
2: yeah um i think it was I think it was probably easier for me coming here because I went to a grammar school, enough um, right, yeah. really to do that. And a lot of my friends are very middle class, um, mm. and I go to their houses. Like they'd have sit down meals, and I'd be like, "We don't do this; we eat on the yeah. sofa." Um, Put the telly on. Where do you send us? So I sort of had like little bits of those experiences, but I get here and it was just amplified. I was like, "What is this? What the formals were just so so strange. I eat with the wrong hands. Like they tore off that whole time. And like with the people in my like first year flat, obviously being just you could tell they were from a different background to me, like I found myself like trying to like assimilate and mm-hmm. that got quite difficult when I realised, oh my god, I'm spending so much money mm-hmm. and once this money's gone, it is gone. Yeah. Like I cannot ask for anything else. And that's the difficulty, it's the pressure of when someone's like, Oh do you wanna go out for a meal? Oh do you wanna to go to the formal? Oh fear do you wanna go of for a ball? Yeah like it's it's that sort of, oh, oh I feel like pressured too. Um, mm. So I've, I mean, I've gained a lot of confidence, and I've said I've been able to say like no a lot recently. Yeah. Um, but you come to university from a working class background, and you want to fit in, you want to like do all mm. these really cool things that you're not been able to do. Mm. But sometimes saying no is just a healthy option I
0: think I've learned that too it's like during freshers week I think I was kind of by saying yes to everything I was burning myself out putting myself under pressure because I assumed that everyone would judge me from it Mm -hmm. but then you realize that you're putting that assumption in people's heads already but actually if you said no I can't Mm -hmm. afford it people are like that's totally understandable because at the end of the day people coming from money don't have money themselves and they would say that themselves but because there is that fear of rejection based on Mm. your background and you don't really want to tackle that issue you prevent yourself from becoming closer with people, is that something Jack, like you would say there is a difference between like can you see almost like collectives of like division of based on your economic background
1: yeah to an extent (coughs) like Mm. I found that when I was a fresher there was very marginal numbers of people from the north in my fresh yeah collective. everyone's from <laughs> london here <Yes>. and <laughs> do you want to literally. know a funny story
0: i said to someone oh like i i live near belfast and they go where's that in relation to london oh, wow. and i was like oh, no. a different country right? <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like uh, within
1: <laughs> two days we'd sort of Found each other like the Mancunian yeah. or Mancunian adjacent people, and we all just like clung. We just yes. like, this is us. We <laughs> and must Then you unite. start like accentuating everything. You're like around really?
0: listening to Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: very first night, I, I, I met someone else who was who lived about ten minutes away from me, and we was chatting, and we went to the Freshers' event, and we mm. stood in a big circle with all the people in our flats, and no one was speaking. they was all just quietly sipping the drinks, and we came out with. Oh, what did you think of Bake Off last week? Yeah. But like, really accentuate in the Manchester. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this girl just turns around to this girl's flatmate and goes, "Do you live with her?" Oh God, I am feel sorry for you. Like no. she talks so much. Like literally sorry. day one of uni. But to me, that was just a, a regular normal conversation. Yeah. And I was like, Wait, do people not talk in the south? Yeah, no. If Is you don't, don't have
0: anything to say, don't say. <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
1: yeah like I feel like <clears throat> just generally like there's like a real like pressure to assimilate in terms of like you said like going out culture and stuff like mm. and I found that there'd be some times where I was like i would realized I had a couple of takeaways that week and I'm like mm, maybe let's not go out yeah and then you just stop getting invited to stuff because yeah. like oh well he's not gonna go out well, he never goes out in yourself
0: did you feel that guilt as well because I, I sometimes get that you enjoy yourself. And then you'll be like, oh, I I feel a bit guilty for spending that money. But it's like, it's an experience at the end of the day that you wouldn't take back because you made friendships. But then you've still got that thought in the back of your head of like counting pennies or like, oh, I should have gone to Jimmy's, it's free. Like, (laughs) (laughs) why am I going to Babylon? (laughs)
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a big thing. And I think it's accentuated even more for like, not not working class students in general because people manage their money in different ways. But I do think that for some working class students having very little money mm. and then coming to uni and being given a massive lump sum of like two grand is like a very alien experience yeah. and I think that when you're you have that pressure to assimilate and you're fighting that it's very very difficult to manage your finances I agree, because you've yeah. just never had that responsibility before mm-hmm. and some people take to it better than others like I found my feet relatively quickly yeah. I think but I do know some people that will join clubs pay society fees buy a new kit yeah. go out because they feel the pressure to and they might not necessarily do that otherwise Yeah. and then a couple of months down the line they're feeling really anxious because they've realised just how much it, they've spent it, yeah it does
0: is, cause actual stress like it, it yeah. can um, and it's it's kind of that as well like back in your home life would you say now that you are in uni and you've settled in you both like know where you are do you still have that pressure to achieve to like justify coming in terms of spending the money or b- having to show people mm. back home like i did make the right decision
2: yeah i felt that when i was in my final year trying did to get you? like i mean i really wanted a first to sort of like justify mm. not justify me coming here because two one is really really good but yeah it's phenomenal i think in my head like i knew i wanted to go and do a postgrad and it was case of like i want to prove myself that like spending all that money on a postgraduate course is, is worth it, it like and that i can achieve and it's, it could be more difficult now because I realised that maybe part of me just wanted to stay on because of the opportunities that Durham presents. Like Durham University, you can get involved in so many ways, and that yeah. like, is amazing. But. Now I find myself not doing my degree because of it. Like, yeah. and it's really bad. I'm like, I'm spending so much money on this degree, and like, mm. the funding is completely different. Like, yeah. postgraduate funding is an absolute mess. Nets. And that, that's <laughs> Someone that's applied yeah. for postgrad at the minute can confirm. Yeah. Nets. Like, yeah, postgraduate like education is very, very, very much good. cut off from, um, like, culture from working class students. Would you say? As well? Would you
0: say like, in you in your opinion, having experienced it all. Is it, the, is it the money side of things or the cultural or the social side that you think is the biggest challenge for working class? Or, the, or the, not even a challenge, the hardest to navigate? Because I think I think there is a lot of aid out there, but it, you don't, you're not taught how to get it. You're just told it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, like people coming at 18 who don't have the parents, like you were saying, who know where to reach out to, mm-hmm. what would you say is the biggest challenge that either you faced or you see people facing now?
1: I think generally speaking money is a big issue. Yeah. But it's important to like recognise that the working class term is a very, very broad banner. And you'll mm-hmm. find people at the very like lower end of income that get like the the maximum during grant. Like this year went to a slider system. Mm-hmm. So like for me for example I'd be entitled to around Fifteen hundred pounds of that, but because mm. I'm not a fresher, yeah. I've not been given it. <laughs> yeah. So like, and it hits, it, it, it hits yeah. people in different ways. But I definitely think, from my experience, the culture is the biggest thing to, yeah. like, like you say, assimilate to and get used to. Because I just feel like some of the f- structures in Durham, like, are inherently. Um, based upon like, times where working class students just fully couldn't come to university mm. and yeah. it's sort of painted under this broad banner of tradition, yeah. but people fail to recognise that tradition is inherently exclusionary and yeah, because it's tradition it's, they don't want to address it.
0: Because that's the thing, Like you kind of romanticise the whole traditional thing and then even at matriculation you're like, oh this is so good, hmm. this is so great, and then you go, hold on like this is yeah and you're looking back and i'm like showing i showed my friends and they were like that's so tragic What are you doing that but then like other people that's like the norm like oh yeah we wore that on like day school and you're like oh so why is everyone taking the mick out of me (laughs) like but it's that thing like i i just like i just felt like i didn't Mm. suit it or like it's just uncomfortable and and you're right it is that working class is, is such an umbrella term now because it's like you fail to recognize that although some households will have parents who have a degree or very stable jobs and they're not on the breadline, but equally parents can't afford to put money towards them because it's like a single parent household. Or you Mm have the gift of an education, so you sound like you're from a well-off background, but then you come here and you realize, actually, I am doing this self sufficiently. And it's, it's difficult, really, really difficult because it does come into that. You start excluding yourself even from that group thought before you even get there before you even get your foot through the door and i was just obviously welfare is very centered around mental health do you think there is difference in what you've seen of people struggling with mental health or having those bad blips and those moments is that is there do you think that it is a factor in university that needs to be addressed
2: yeah i i really really do like um one thing that we don't really speak about a lot within welfare, we don't use this term a lot, is liberation um, mm. and uh, the SU officer, the Welfare and Liberation Officer, um, like sort of works on those things. I don't necessarily agree that one person should be in charge of welfare and liberation. That's why we have the reps within college because mm. I can't be accountable for every single minority group yeah, because yeah, I, I don't have the lived experience. But I do honestly believe that like you can't really do welfare without having liberation in mind mm. because all of these structural sort of barriers that people face whether that be through finances or cultural barriers mm. they have like a weighty effect on someone's mental health and i found mine slipping in the past because i just just have these blips where i'm like i don't fit in it's like no you and you got the grades yeah like be proud mm. of like the achievements and i think it's so easy to sort of like see yourself in this bird's eye view and like a sea of yeah. people with privilege but it's like you might be in a sea of people with privilege but you still do really really good things and they're like so, the like, and the people with are
0: privilege aren't looking at you. you yeah you have such negative self-thought that you're like oh i'm so different but they're like literally not even thinking about it i think yeah, everyone yeah. someone said to me like you're the only stick person in your head or something like you yeah. think that everyone's looking at you but everyone thinks everyone's looking at them yeah. so it's that like trying to get out of that mindset and realise that actually people are lovely yeah. <laughs> and like they they're, they're, they're not they're asking see to see your trust fund, they're not asking yeah. to see your bank account, <laughs> they're not like what's your parents account? at, so <laughs> yeah. when's the last time that's been an interesting fact about yourself you know, yeah. so is that like I think it's, it's easy to be critical of yourself it really and is, then so. it's, it's especially harder whenever you feel like you're already at disadvantage Um, In terms of the Christmas period, that's something that there's a lot of socials, there's a lot of gift giving, there's a lot of expectations. Is there any tips you would like to give and share um, just to people that that are a bit panicked or a bit stressed about it?
1: Um, I definitely think that it's important to establish the importance of no at university because I think as a fresher like especially when you're coming in and it's your first Christmas term and you want to be all Christmassy Mm -hmm. and doing all these lovely things it's important to realise your limits and just say this is making me uncomfortable I don't necessarily want to engage in this environment or I don't necessarily want to do this because it costs a lot of money and it's important to establish that because as, as rubbish as it is that you need to have that conversation because some people don't understand it unless that conversation is had mm-hmm. things aren't going to change
0: and it is a very hard conversation to have because extremely it's yeah. not that people are just unaware mm. and it's it's not necessarily their fault either but it's just yeah. like if you open the conversation the, hard, the what's the worst thing that can happen you, someone's nasty to you don't have them in your life Like, yeah. but it's hard to like cut them out when there is that you kind of like you want to be part of that people that can go out and do everything but understand your own means and understand what's going to make you feel better in the long run because it can have a Absolutely. damaging effect to your mental health especially debt like we everyone knows that the debt crisis around our age group is going to be detrimental so don't start putting yourself in that mindset course, already
1: yeah, yeah. And i think um, oh sorry no no far away, far away. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm just <laughs> like really keen <laughs> no i think like of course as well like when it's it's important to recognize just how different first term is to yeah. your entire rest of uni experience because yeah. you'll find people that you'll cling to and you'll just spend every day day in day out with and I was I was guilty of this, these yeah. people that turned around to me and was like leave me alone please. <laughs> um, And you cling to those people and it's such a festive period and you Mm -hmm. want to enjoy yourself and it's such a new experience. And then you get onto the realms of like looking for housing, and which is such a big, big anxiety, especially for working class people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sort of, it delves into them where like, are you making decisions that are going to influence you negatively like now like maybe attending a social buying Mm. this going swapping gifts with these people or are you looking to make decisions that are going to have negative implications for the entirety of next year because you've signed a house that's slightly out of your budget and then you realize next term that the people you have signed with aren't your sort of people and it's just a very very interesting beast of its own yeah. <laughs> oh yeah
0: you've got to be selfish though yeah, yeah, like it's not even selfish it's just knowing your own mind you've got yeah. to and it is that confidence it's hard, it's hard to accept yourself but you've got to realize that no one is judging you You're, like mm-hmm. n- people just want you to be authentic because the the more real you are the more approachable you are yeah. and the more like that doesn't take away from your humor your personality like, you just need to be open and say look this is where I'm at this is my position but we're all in Durham we're all studying mm. the same degree, like, just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> is there any advice or last tips that you'd like to?
2: I think um, it's not necessarily advice for students who would identify as working class, but for the people who don't, and mm. how they can facilitate, like, just a nice, welcoming space for working class yeah. students. And that's generally just appreciate the fact that, like, if you're putting on a social or an event, just make sure that it is inclusive and you're not mm-hmm. charging students, like, way too much and also like just be open enough so that if students like can't really afford it like you're listening to them and working out ways that you can yeah. hear them included but also just thinking about the Christmas period like for a lot of not just working class students international students, Australian students, yeah. it can be like one of the worst times of the year like yeah. we all, we're all running around spreading festive cheer but for those groups of students like going home might mean... Working like eight-hour days yeah. for weeks yeah. just to get the money yeah. to be able to afford next term, and um, some of the students might be like might support their uh, parents or families back at home. Mm. There might be student carers. Estranged students might not have a home to go back yeah. to and stay in Durham. Absolutely. Same for international students. And I think it's 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 not a case of me saying you cannot be happy during christmas because there are people who mm. cannot go home or don't want to go home it's a case of like spread that festive cheer yeah. but make sure that you're including those voices and making them mm. feel like they have a home here yeah because for those students who like almost make during their home when they don't feel at home because of cultural issues like yeah, yeah not really fitting in it's just the imposter syndrome the sort of disconnect mm. between everything can be really quite Horrible and bad. Um, so I think just just making sure that we're facilitating like yeah, during this really welcoming space for those Cause groups
0: because you can all learn from each other as yeah. well. Like yeah. especially there's things that I've learned from people who are a lot like a lot better off than me yeah. or things like that. And that people always encounter their own difficulties. Mm-hmm. And it, it's recognizing that no matter what you're facing, there is someone there who is always offering a shoulder to cry on and some support, mm-hmm. some practical support. And um, in terms of finding you. Where would be the best link you'd like to give?
1: So, you my know? email is w. Oh, uh, uh, Rewind. <laughs> yeah. um, I almost did, <laughs> almost did it the other way around then. Um, WCS-rep at cuffs.com. You can find that on the welfare page somewhere. If you cash your minds back to McComas Ball, mm. I did hundreds of posts on that page, so <laughs> you can find all my details there also.
0: Perfect. And are you reachable? Yeah, so
2: um, my email is Mm. senior-welfare.cuds.com or you can just go to the cuts Welfare page on Facebook or Instagram. There's links there. We also have, like, a welfare handbook which I will be updating. Um, Just put a bit more information about, like, minority groups um, Mm. and sort of, like, a bit more, not necessarily advice, but, like, Points and tips out, um, and other places where you can get help, so please check that out because I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to say
0: is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for thank coming you so, on. For <laughs> bye. Merry, no, Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas! Purple Radio
2: Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen
0: live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.